0: This is Energy Thinks, a podcast about how the oil and gas industry can future-proof against social risk and lead the world into the energy future. I'm Tisha Schuler, your host and the principal of Adamantine Energy. On um, today, I share you share with you my writing about. Um, the recent racial equity and justice movements and how critical this is for oil and gas companies leadership strategies. I'll share with you what I wrote about, and then you can check it out and have access to all the links on energythinks.com on our insights page. To learn more about these webinars, previous podcasts, and our work at Adam and team, please visit our website at energythinks.com. And now I'll share with you both of these things are true, racial equity and justice in your leadership strategy. Black Lives Matter movement is now in the meeting. In my previous post, I had dusted off my crystal ball so that I could talk to you about what external signposts are telling us in the oil and gas industry about the return of social risk in our future. And as a refresher, social risk is the combined political policy and community opposition that can materially affect whether your projects get built and how your company operates. So top of the list for social risk is the massive momentum behind the racial equity and justice movement. So for many of you listening to this uh, or who may go and read the post, this will be uncomfortable. And taking action will be terrifying. And I can tell you that sharing this post with you is scary. I really had to ask myself, what if I get this wrong? What if I make things worse? I'm willing to take that risk to get this show on the oil and gas road to meaningful change. This opportunity exemplifies how we, the oil and gas industry and our leadership, can become evolved leaders into the new energy future. This is an opportunity we cannot afford to miss. Both of these things are true. Today's pandemic challenges require all of our energy, wit, and capacity. And keeping one eye on the future requires incorporating commitments to racial equity, justice, diversity, and inclusion into your company's strategy. Here's the situation. The past few weeks have been dominated by the global movement for racial justice. In the U.S., leaders across society have been speaking out, proposing policies, making commitments to participate in change. Because our industry lacks diversity, I do fear that many company leaders don't feel that that this movement applies to them, their employees, or operations some have and others might acknowledge that they should address these issues but they don't know where to start concerned that any move could be the wrong one those leaders are wrong the racial equity and justice movement is now broad and deep enough to impact numerous business drivers and social risk that you and your peer company leaders care about and you'll hear as i run through this that there is a range of business and civic leaders who are adding their voices to this chorus. It's my view that this movement will have profound and lasting effects across every industry, every company. And this includes, of course, the oil and gas industry and your company. So here's some examples. The first one is the investment community. Public statements condemning racism were made by leaders of the biggest investment firms early on, within days after this started. One quote, no organization is immune from the challenges posed by racial bias. That came from BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. He was cited along with others in an article on Barron's. Um, now, several weeks ago at the end of May, he was joined by Jamie Diamond, CEO of JPMorgan Chase. Mark Mason, the chief financial officer at Citigroup. David Solomon, CEO of Goldman Sachs. Need I go on? Yes, maybe I do. Kevin Johnson, CEO of Starbucks. Now, in a little bit, I am going to talk about why these statements are important, but insufficient. Second area, expectations of portfolio companies. So like companies everywhere, investment firms of all sizes and persuasions are talking about their own commitments to racial justice, company diversity, and their company culture of inclusivity. So we have not yet seen any guidance from investors to their portfolio companies, but my crystal ball tells you that they are coming this year in 2020. So Gavin Lewis of BlackRock, got the industry talking and there's a nice um, link to his post on the energy Thinks website in this um, edition of both of these things are true. My crystal ball says this is only the beginning. So a quote I think that's telling comes from Dave Natig, CIO director of research at ETF trends. And he said this on CNBC, they meaning the investors and financial advisors want to understand how to present esg to their clients they want to be able to have that conversation and the honest truth here is that there is always a catalyst the catalyst right now is what we're seeing in terms of the black lives matter movement and the social unrest so what i would say about this is esg environmental social governance in most of our work together to date has been focused on environmental, and then more, most recently, climate and decarbonization. But the S for social and the G for co- governance have been foreshadowing an increasing interest in inclusivity and diversity issues. And that is now here, front and center. Oil and gas company statements is another uh, example. Last week, I talked to you about uh, what I thought was a very nice statement from BP CEO. Uh, this week, I cite Southern Company's CEO, Tom Fanning. He was an early leader in meaningful communication about company culture and racism. You can link to his statement on our website. But he went beyond a condemnation of racial inequity and instead um, added a look, uh, look to the future. His quote. We will not treat this as an event, but rather a long-term continuum of engagement centered on listening, talking, and learning in order to achieve sustained institutional improvement. In addition to making a statement condemning the killing of George Floyd and systemic racism, uh, Duke Energy is another example. They pledged a $1 million to nonprofit organizations committed to social justice. And racial equity. I think you're going to see a lot more coming from companies of all sizes, and I think um, that consumers and community members and investors are going to expect to see more from the oil and gas industry. Now, The last area I want to brief you on is how these new expectations are being very quickly interwoven with environmental and climate justice. So this has been a bit of a, of a side movement within the environmental movement, focusing on environmental justice. So where communities of color or lower income communities are, have a disproportionate effect of pollution or operations. Now, environmental groups are who who maybe haven't been focused on this issue are getting the message loud and clear from their boards, their funders, their workforces, that they need to look at the diversity of their leadership, the diversity of their base of support, and whether their issues are resonating with a diverse public. So as environmental groups start looking at what a diverse audience is interested in, and new diverse leadership, you're going to see that issues of racial justice and equity are going to be highlighted in the context of the environment, in the context of climate. So while so far what we see are environmental groups across the political spectrum, making statements, both denouncing racism and pledging to improve diversity and inclusivity in their ranks, what we're just beginning to see is how climate is being entangled in with this movement. So there's links to four different articles, Fair Policing and Environmental Justice, Links Between Racism and the Environment, Black Environmentalists Addressing Climate and Anti-Racism. So there are lots of resources that you can learn, go look at to get a sense of what's coming. My crystal ball says that leading companies have teams that are fluent and comfortable talking about environmental and climate justice. Last bit about the situation. In the last week, American voters support for BLM has jumped dramatically. And there's a figure in the post that shows the steep increase in how American voters support the Black Lives Matter movement. This means that your community members, your customers, your regulators, your investors are part of that public. You can anticipate that their support will translate to their expectations of you. Being at the table is your only leadership option why does this matter knowing the industry as i do there's a high likelihood that ethnic diversity and inclusivity is not your company's strong suit we are living at a historic turning point successful company leaders are digging in creating dialogue within your company creating dialogue with your stakeholders You are gonna make missteps, but you will learn in real time. There are some critical mistakes not to make. You may have someone in your life, I have people in my life that are tempted to dismiss the calls to address systemic racism. We have heard some leaders of our country articulating really nice post that I linked to in the article called seven ways we know systemic racism is real. It's an excellent primer. It has easy to skim figures. And if you are not convinced at the end of that, I want you to send me an email and we're going to have a talk. All right. Here's the first critical mistake. Someone in the leadership of your company is almost certainly concerned over getting into the politics of these issues and saying, it's not our place, or it's not worth the risk. Why would we wait in? Your real risk is sitting on the sidelines of this moment. A lack of accountability is one of the root causes of our current crisis. We all know that leaders set the tone and expectation for accountability. The second critical mistake would be making a relatively easy statement of support for the movement and leaving it at that. It didn't take long for public commentators that will eventually include your stakeholders and investors to start calling out anti-racist rhetoric as insufficient in calling for actionable next steps from companies. I think Andre Perry, a fellow at the Birking Institute, uh, who was quoted on ABC News, really nailed it with this quote. These statements are a sign of defensiveness, more so than an indication that they are proactively working to deconstruct racism in this country. So you might not be able to launch a $100 million initiative to fight racial injustice and promote diversity, which is what Apple is doing. But you should get to work what you can do. And you should, like Southern Company CEO articulated, commit to a new way of being and moving and working in this space. All right, as always, I will end with how you as an oil and gas leader should seize the day. In an interview um, that predated current protests, Paula Glover, who's the president and CEO of the American Association of Blacks in Energy, Encourage the industry to get creative in its approach to attracting and retaining diverse talent. Her ideas resonate in this moment. We have to create conversations within our companies that include diverse perspectives. Acknowledge our history. Acknowledge our history honestly. Talk about corporate social responsibility for real. Here's some specifics that could get you started. First, realize the bar is high and resolve to exceed it. Read about racism. Talk about racism. Look in your heart. Commit to anti-racism. Get to work. I know I'm asking a lot of you. This is how we're going to do this. I love a post which made me squirm when I read it. And I recommend you read it. and It's linked on the website. How is it going? Goldman's executive email on racial inequality in America. I also recommend uh, uh, an article that's also you can find called your LinkedIn post is not enough. Here's what business leaders need to do about racism. Practical perspectives. Second area, start your work on company action. Do something hold an all-hands meeting, set up a leadership group, look at your own diversity and inclusivity. I know it probably sucks. Look at it anyway. Everyone else is. Assess your anti-racism policies, culture, and training program. Gather suggestions. Then set up long-term commitments to an environment that fosters personal growth and deep culture change. If there's an organization that has finished with this work, I have never seen it. This is a process, a process we're always going to be working on. Third area, commit to anti-racism as part of your leadership into the new energy future. This work is central to our humanity. It is intrinsic to our shared future. The efforts will yield results, key to how we, as the oil and gas industry, lead into the energy future. Things such as building broad stakeholder coalitions, attracting and retaining a better workforce, contributing meaningfully to our community's priorities. This is not extra work. I'm not asking you to add this to, do your, your, to your to-do list. This is leadership. This is the precisely the work of an oil and gas leader taking us into the energy future. Fourth area, I know you feel like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. A lot of white people, including me, fear that we are going to make missteps. We are going to make missteps. That's a small price that we white people have to pay for living with an invisible privilege our whole lives. Get over it, try, start conversations. When you get feedback, make a course correction. And finally, continue the journey. In the article I've linked to anti-racism resources, a really nice article by the Harvard Business Review on the 10 Commitments Companies Must Make to Advance Racial Justice. And you can watch on Amazon Prime, I Am Not Your Negro. Your strategy team needs to be thinking about crafting a long-term diversity and inclusivity strategy right now. I suggest you ensure that the team itself is diverse and has a meaningful millennial contingent. This team needs to craft answers to questions such as, do we have a system to gather information about what our employees, customers, shareholders, and stakeholders care about regarding systemic racism and inequality and how they expect us to respond and lead? How will our company make meaningful commitments around diversity and inclusion? And then can we narrate our leadership in these areas to our employees, investors, customers, and stakeholders? One of my energy industry uh, colleagues told me these are matters of the heart and that's so important because we're working with engineers and scientists leaders who want to work in a linear fashion towards a clear solution instead we need to look into our own hearts and find the personal conviction to make this the work of a career in a lifetime I'm proud to have engaged with several energy industry colleagues um, to gather feedback for this post. And for those of you, if you uh, have also listened to this, I want to say thank you. And that's our episode for today. Thanks for taking the time to listen to my thoughts on how important the protests for racial justice and equality are to the oil and gas industries leadership like so many challenges of this moment the pandemic the economic crisis the public's expectation to address climate this is an opportunity that has created a void created a pivot point where successful oil and gas industry leaders will set the tone and set the pace I want to know what you think about what you've heard here. You can visit our podcast website at energythinks.com podcast and let me know. You can subscribe to Energy Thinks on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, please help us by giving the podcast a rating. Thanks for listening to Energy Thinks. Until next time, I'm Tisha Shuler, wishing you and yours happiness, prosperity, and good health.